This podcast is proudly supported by Drama Victoria. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. This is a script tease episode where we talk through some of the world's greatest plays, jump through the major plot points, give some background, and of course, spoil the endings all in less than five minutes. We do the hard work so you can do the easy listening. Today we go all meta-theatrical with the 1938 play Our Town by Thornton Wilder. Let's get to it. Why is it called that? The titular and fictional Our Town in this play is called Grover's Corners and is based on Thornton Wilder's experience in Peterborough, New Hampshire, and he aimed to capture the town's simple charms in this play. This is Our Town, both the citizens of Grover's Corners and their lives within it. Our Town is everyone's town. The characters also connect regularly, having small conversations and morning chats. Connection and belonging are central. There is a collective hour, and it alludes to the stage manager's interaction with the audience throughout the play. This piece has a strong message for the audience. Don't take life for granted. This show also has a grand timescale, and looks at how we grow and change over time, loss and chances, and the wheel of life that spins. This play is split into three clear acts. Act 1, Daily Life. The stage manager introduces the audience to the small town, Grover's Corners, New Hampshire, and the people living there as the morning begins in the year 1901. Professor Willard speaks to the audience about the history of the town. Joe Crowell delivers a paper to Doc Gibbs. Howie Newsom delivers the milk, and the Webb and Gibbs households send their children, Emily and Wally Webb, and George and Rebecca Gibbs, off to school on this beautifully simple morning. Act 2, Love and Marriage. Three years have passed, and George and Emily prepare to wed. The day is filled with stress. Howie Newsom is delivering milk in the pouring rain, while Cy Crowell, younger brother of Joe, laments how George's baseball talents will be squandered. George pays an awkward visit to his soon-to-be in-laws. Here, the stage manager interrupts the scene and takes the audience back a year, to the end of Emily and George's junior year. Emily confronts George about his pride, and over an ice cream soda, they discuss their future and they confess their love for each other. George decides not to go to college as he has planned, but to work, and eventually take over his uncle's farm. In the present, George and Emily say they are not ready to marry. George to his mother and Emily to her father. But they both calm down and happily go through with the wedding. Act 3. Death and Eternity. Nine years have passed. The stage manager opens the act with a lengthy monologue emphasising eternity, bringing the audience's attention to the cemetery outside of the town and the characters who have died since the wedding, including Mrs Gibbs from Pneumonia, Wally Webb from a burst appendix, Mrs Soames and Simon Simpson, suicide by hanging. Town undertaker Joe Stoddard is introduced, as is a young man named Sam Craig, who has returned to Grover's Corners for his cousin's funeral. That cousin is Emily, who died giving birth to her and George's second child. Once the funeral ends, Emily emerges to join the dead. Mrs Gibbs urges her to forget her life, warning her that being able to see but not interact with her family, all the while knowing what will happen in the future, will cause her too much pain. Ignoring the warnings of Simon, Mrs Soames and Mrs Gibbs, Emily returns to Earth to relive one day, her twelfth birthday. She joyfully watches her parents and some of the people of her childhood for the first time in years, but her joy quickly turns to pain as she realises how little people appreciate the simple joys of life. The memory proves too painful for her, and she realises that every moment of life should be treasured. When she asks the stage manager if anyone truly understands the value of life while they live it, he responds, no. The saints and poets, maybe. They do some. Emily returns to her grave next to Mrs Gibbs and watches impassively as George kneels weeping above her. 
The stage manager concludes the play and wishes the audience a good night. It may be interesting to note that this play is intended to be performed without any sets or props, with the actors miming all of the action. If you didn't know the play before, you do now, a bit. If you like the sound of it, have a read. That was Scriptease. Remember, this was just one version of the play's story, highlighting some of the bits that may be important. You may also have your favourite bits and moments you would like to mention. If you do, please leave a comment on SoundCloud or Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. That's all from us at The Aside, and this episode of Scriptease. There are a load of episodes in the bank, including more Scriptease episodes and over 200 episodes of The Aside. If you would like to ask us a question, do not hesitate to do so at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here, to Aaron Searle for providing the music, to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support, and of course, thank you for listening. Thank you.